Joel Embiid. Our, our. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done messing around. I'm focused. I'm professional. I thought this podcast was dedicated to messing around. This podcast is not <laughs> a serious thing at all. There's no, no reason to be serious. We're discussing sports, and we are not technically authorized to do this by anyone. Um, we so we have no, we, no, we're not, we're not, we're not representing anyone. Is why I, I said that. Not even ourselves. <laughs> Don't hold us against. I this. cannot be held liable for the things I say <laughs> on the Q4 podcast. <laughs> the Q4 podcast, hosted by TJ and Birnbaum, Noah Brown, and Anthony Mahati. Yep, that's how you say my last name. <laughs> there we go. Worked together for three years, so that's how we say I've it. Say that I haven't worked with you in three years. I think your watch says. Uh no. Oh, you haven't worked yeah, with me in a couple months. With you in a couple it's months. Mahati. Yeah, it's Mahati. Right. Um, welcome to the Q4 podcast, where we three talk about whatever sports opinions we want. Um, because this is just kind of a stupid show. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to start right off the bat with that then, <laughs> uh, on that good note. So uh, Q4 Podcast, the way it works is that every show we will have four questions slash topics, quarter one, quarter two, quarter three, and quarter four, and we will split it up into each segment regarding – Various stories and topics. So Q1, starting right off, we have uh, talking about Minnesota United, who uh, perennially has not been that good of a soccer team. But lately here, they've been making a push. They're on a three-game win streak um, and been winning big at home these past few games. Um, Currently six points out of third place in the Western Conference. Uh, So... Question one is, are Minnesota United making a push, and will they make it in the playoffs? For the record, I just want to let people know that I didn't even know they were playing. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were just sitting around that, that, uh, that new stadium there, so I'm going to be no help in this discussion whatsoever. I'm <laughs> for broadcast, bringing you the best sports opinions <laughs> around. <laughs> I'm going to the reserves. I don't know if like Q3 or Q4. Yeah, he's the anyway. bullpen guy. He's the relief pitcher. I, I, Closer. I, I like to think of myself as a bridge guy who can give you two or three solid innings, uh, but if you leave me in the ninth, I'm going to blow it for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, in that case, I will jump in. And there's two different parts of me here. There's the loons fan, which I am, so that's my heart, and then my head, which is anyone who's ever watched a soccer team do anything in their life. My heart says, yes, they're going to make it. It's their second season in the MLS from the NASL, and they're they, – their highs are high and their lows are very low. Um, my head on the other side says there's no chance that they make it because August, the entire month of August, except for I think maybe one game, is away. And on the road this season, they're one and eight. That's so bad. I can't even wrap my head around that. But at home, they're eight, one, and three. So, like, they're a completely different team when they're away and when they're home. Like, it's, it's night and day. And they just signed this new designated player, Angelo Rodriguez from Colombia. He's he looks good. Like everything looks good about him, but like 
we the next five games we are playing someone four out of the five games are someone that is above us in the standings we played dallas which is the number one team in the west the la galaxy which is the number four team in the west um sporting kc number three team in the west and real salt lake which is right ahead of us so do i want them to go to the playoffs yes are they going to go not unless they beat teams above them and historically we haven't done that the the nice thing about kind of for minnesota in this case is that the teams above them like if you're talking like we're seventh in the western standing so far but we are six points out of third place right it's close every team within us and second place is within one or two games so like when you say above us they are above us but it's not like a tremendous amount so if they can get their crap together on the road i would think that maybe, but like as you said, one and eight on the road is just that's a that's trash. abysmal record. Yeah, out there. And it, the the way we look like the last game that we just played, we won five to two, five to one, five to two. It was five to one. I don't know, five to one or five, to, five two. to one. Five to one against. Um, I just had it in my head. It was LA, wasn't it? LAFC. Yeah. So they're the second team. So that's like the first time that Minnesota has actually put themselves as like, oh my god, they beat a good team. Like, no one has known about Minnesota until now. But that was a home game. Right. It was a home game. And we play a bunch of away games. But we're just signing this new designated player. I don't know. It could happen. I don't think it's going to happen. I hope it does. And it would be awesome for this fan base because of the new stadium and everything, all the hype around them right now to, like, get to the playoffs now in their second season, you know? So as a soccer noob, I'm going to ask this. Um, you know, just what looks different between their play at home and on the road? And is that something that's easily fixable? Obviously, I mean, if it was super easy to fix, it would be fixed by now. And right. Doing much better. What are the main differences between playing at home and away? I think at home, our for some reason, our midfield is more comfortable. Um, everything that we do now is through Darwin Quintero. Every single thing, like we play it up out of the back from Schuler and Ibsen, and it's up to Darwin, and he creates, and he creates that has unlocked Ibarra, which has been awesome. And Christian Ramirez has kind of come into his own. Um, this Rodriguez guy will help with Quintero. They know each other. They've been talking. I was literally just watching this interview that he had uh, right before we started this. And he he's excited to be here, and he's a big, tough forward. But when we're on the road, we never control the game. When we're at home, we do. When we're on the road, we don't. And it's that's how you get seven wins difference from – on the road and at home. You mentioned the the comfort level of the midfield, and I do think that is kind of the big thing, is that at home, the midfield is tougher. They're, they're more focused. They're, their passes mm-hmm. are being completed. They're able to get um, like the forward push going. They're able to stop um, the counterattacks. They're able to do all that. And on the road, they just, they look, yeah, they look uncomfortable. Right. Like they're all, like they stand in the midfield and like, counterattacks get through better. Passes are sloppy. It's less focused. Um, and that's something where I don't really know how you would fix that. Like you, you can't make, you know, three of your players just feel better right. when they're on the road. Like you can't make them more comfortable in another stadium if they're not already comfortable. So that's, that's something that I don't even know, like how a coach, like a lot of these things about sports, I have very strong opinions <laughs> on how you could fix. Uh, but this, I don't even know like what you would do because it's just a matter of lack of focus and lack of um, feeling like they belong in the midfield. Right, and that's, and that's hard because the greatest teams in the world play from their midfield. Like, that's, that's how they do it. But when you're not as good at playing that as someone else 
and when you're away and when the crowd's loud and stuff like that, that makes it even more difficult. So, like, Minnesota United kind of has this identity of playing through the midfield, getting up to Ramirez, and going out the sides and coming in with Quintero. But if they don't establish that early and often and they get down one or two goals, it's like it's over. on the Like, it's so difficult to come back when you're down two goals. Yeah. It's so not fun. It's another, another uh, I guess, kind of dumb question. But So you're mentioning that it's a lot of just kind of mental stuff and feeling like you belong. Do you think that this new stadium that they're getting, like an actual stadium that is theirs and their own, it is Minnesota United first, do you think that will help with that? I mean, getting a professional league stadium, you're a new team, you finally have a place you can call your own, you're not just playing at TCF. Does that help at all? I don't know if it does because we're already really good at home. Like, we're mm-hmm. already winning it's, games. It's not so much about the home atmosphere, but just more of a, okay, we are established as a team. We have a place that we call our own. Um, more just kind of a mental thing. Like I said, kind I of a dumb question. I don't know if that comes necessarily from a new stadium, more from just being in the league for longer. Like Anthony said, they're two years old. They've been in the MLS for two years which is that's no time to establish yourself as a legitimate contender in anything. I would think that if this season they were somehow by some miracle made a playoff push that would establish them. And I think they would come back very strong next year because of that. But we have to remember, even when we're talking about the fact that they're not that great on the road, it's because they're new and you can't have an established, comfortable team without having a previous team. If you, can understand yeah. what that means yeah i agree i i think the stadium will help a little bit us at home just because i mean you can't you can get a little better from here but i think we're a really good home team because the fans are awesome like it's so loud in there it's so fun it's a great atmosphere um i don't know if the the stadium will change that but i i can see what you mean how like minnesota united is like here now we're not at the gopher stadium we're like it's this is the loon stadium you know it could help a little bit i don't know but uh It'd be cool to see them go to the playoffs. I think if they go to the playoffs, um, they will play one game and get destroyed. But I think I think it would be awesome and great for this franchise to go to the playoffs and just to get more people involved. The Loons are going to take over the home from the wild of making it as an eighth seed into the first round and just and getting just get slaughtered, slaughtered by whoever <laughs> happens to be. This year was different for the wild, though. They got the seventh seed and then played against the two seed who they were historically worse against. We... Going in on a wild tangent yeah, here, we go. here. Wild, if they were the AC, would have played Las Vegas Golden Knights, who they, during the season, would have just four like, crushed. They crushed them during the season. But they didn't. They got the seventh seed because they had to be just good enough at the end of the season <laughs> to play against the Winnipeg Jets, who we didn't beat at like all. They were just abysmal against them. And I was so frustrated because it's the first season in so long that we made it above the eighth seed, only to get wrecked by a second seed that's better than the first. Isn't well, that just kind of the story of Minnesota sports? Yeah. I mean, you look, the Twins make it into the first round and get slaughtered by the Yankees. Vikings so many times. really don't know the playoffs much in the past you know, 20 years, but they get in and almost lose to New Orleans, who we lost to in 2009, and then just got slaughtered by the Eagles. Timberwolves still <laughs> don't even get that, me started on that one. Hurt. Hey, Timberwolves beat the Rockets in one game. I'm, I'm just saying that Minnesota <laughs> <Yeah>! sports. <laughs> I'm just saying here that Minnesota sports seem doomed to just barely make it to the playoffs, just barely give you enough hope that maybe we could finally get our act together. 
and then they go and just destroy those hopes, destroy See, any any faith in I, Minnesota sports. Yes, okay. I am surprised, as, as someone who's not originally from Minnesota, I'm surprised that y'all are still emotionally sound and stable. We're not. We're not. But, like, what gives thing, you that thought, that we are emotionally sound or stable? The little thing that gives us hope is that we're always better than Cleveland. Okay, That's now not we're a very personal. high bar. And even then, I mean, Cleveland had the Cavaliers. No, we don't. LeBron no, they didn't have the Cavaliers. Bit. They had LeBron. Okay, can we, okay. <laughs> I have things to say about these, but I know these are coming up later. Do we focus on this or do we move on? I think because, we're pretty much done with soccer, okay. so we're going to move right we need to, to move basketball. Q two yeah. is our <laughs> NBA talk because Anthony is heated yeah. about that. Because I need, I want to cool. get my things in here. <laughs> so what the the question said. is? Carl uh, Anthony Towns uh, just received a, a max offer from the Wolves, so yeah. looking like he won't be traded. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, um, so. We just start off the bat. Butler's not staying. Oh no, he, 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 he's, gone. he's gone. He hates it there. Well, he hates it there. But there was like there was rumors that like Butler might stay if Cat's gone. Like if we trade Cat, get someone else, some new young players that Butler could form. Like maybe he'll maybe Buckets will stay around. Cat has a massive like max deal. And honestly, I, I think that is much better for the the Wolves in the long run. I just with the with the level of talent that Cat has. Uh, yeah, Jimmy Butler is a great player, but you rarely get a, a specimen like. Are Kat. you? Are you? Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm just gonna back are away from the table. Are you claiming that Carl Anthony Towns is better than Jimmy Butler? I'm not saying that he's better than Jimmy Butler. I'm saying that he can be better for longer than Jimmy Butler at the, at both points in their careers. So I'm not saying that we'll instantly be better. Just in the long run, I think the Wolves made a decision for their longevity, as opposed to getting more wins now so cat may not be significantly better than jimmy butler right now but over the next few years he can become that piece that minnesota builds around. the problem with cat is that he's not a leader like we don't have any like butler's gone we don't we have no one we have no one that comes off the bench and is like hey this is a real team and we should like play basketball and this gives that opportunity for cat to become that player i'm just saying that minnesota with this investment is putting all their chips on Cat being that kind of player. And I will, the, the worst case scenario, because I'm a Minnesota fan, I have to consider the worst case scenario, is that Butler will leave because we offered Cat this much money, and he's going to be gone because we're like, if you wanted to keep Cat and you didn't care that much about me, I'm going to be gone anyways. And then Cat's not going to accept the deal, and he's going to be gone. So we will be left with Andrew Wiggins and Derek Rose as our best players. Okay, okay. Here, so <laughs> I, I think... I agree with both of you a little bit, which surprises me in and of itself. <laughs> um, I think us putting our eggs in the cat basket has its ups and downs. Um, what's, yeah. a, what's a cat basket? Like the cat <laughs> basket. Yeah. I, putting our eggs in the cat that's basket. That's a phrase you just coined right now. <laughs> yes. Um, I think it's it's good offensively. I think Minnesota is one of the worst teams defensively in the entire NBA. I think making the choice. That's because of cat. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm getting to is that I think Cat is that reason he will get dominated by an average or better big in the league. Like Joel Embiid had his way with Cat the entire time the Sixers played the T-Wolves. That, that's what happened. But what I think this does, interestingly enough, is that this is the front office of the Timberwolves saying, all right, Andrew Wiggins, you, we said you were going to be the guy. You showed us you couldn't be the guy. We got Cat. We got Jimmy. We got Derek. We brought Tibbs in to try to bring this all together. It didn't work. 
as well as we thought it would. Now we're basically saying we want Cat to be the guy that we build around, right? But now this is giving Andrew Wiggins a second chance to say, hey, all right, you're pissed that you're not the guy last year. Like you could see in his face, in his eyes during the game. He's like, oh, I, like, I wish this was me getting the ISO, not Jimmy right now. It's like, well, then step up. This is the year. This is a huge year for the Timberwolves because Derrick Rose is a former MVP that we have on our team that everyone seems to have forgotten about. He's a talented dude, but he's always hurt, right? <laughs> so if he can play more than four minutes a game, he could be good. And those if we four have, minutes are going to be beautiful, though. Those four <laughs> minutes would be great, but we, like, we need more from Derrick Rose. And then you have Andrew Wiggins, and if he can start coming into his own, then he could be that star. And then if we don't have Jimmy Butler, then we don't have him. But if Andrew Wiggins can be that guy that we need him to be, they can work with Cat, and hopefully, for God's sakes, we get someone who can shoot a three-pointer. And maybe we can do something. But the Western Conference is... Is done yeah, anyway. I can't, so. I, can't, I can't see I can't see Wiggins staying past the end of next year. Like I I think he will be traded before the deadline. Well, that's why I think it's a big year for the T Wolves. They and because the, like the reason you get these huge teams that are so good is because people want to be on that team, right? When LeBron went to Miami, Chris Bosh and D Wade took pay cuts because they wanted to have that team. If the T Wolves are all out to get each other, no one's going to want to take a pay cut, and no one's going to want to be a part of the team. So if they have a good year, they make the playoffs. They're a five seed. They win the first round. Wow. And then they get slaughtered by Houston or something. Whatever. Like, we made it. So, like, we did what we were supposed to. That The biggest problem for the T-Wolves, I think, right now, is that they're in the Western Conference. Right. You can't they need build a, a team in the Western Conference. <laughs> you can't do that. Because you've got Golden State. You've got now L.A. You've got Houston. So those three. Oh, sorry. Just like the big three of, of the Western. For on the I don't think I disagree that the Lakers are part of the big three. I think okay, I, no, I, the Lakers aren't, but LeBron is. I, that, LeBron like, single-handedly carried one of the worst teams I've ever seen, whose second best player was <laughs> Kevin Love, who, lest we forget, the T Wolves let go because he wasn't good enough. I, that, that's the thing. Is where, that what happened? Yes, okay. he was not producing. We, we have seen, and he's still not that good. We have okay. seen for the past four years that it doesn't matter what team LeBron has. He can go toe-to-toe That's true. with any team in the league. Taking Golden State. I mean, sure, you only went you know, what, one and three in the finals. But still, you won one against Golden State. And Not this year. They got swept this year. He made it to the finals with a team that contained J.R. Smith. <laughs> which is an incredible accomplishment so, all in itself. Long story short, any team that has LeBron has to be mentioned as a playoff contender. I mean, I think that's just okay. an NBA rule at mm-hmm. this point. Right. They're they're a contender. I think they could make the playoffs. I don't think they'll do anything in the playoffs because they're not good enough right now. I don't think. But they, they've got the talent to be good enough. And, and, yes. and a lot of people said that about Cleveland as well. That's true. And yet, sure, the Eastern Conference is not nearly Trash. as good <laughs> as Trash. the West. Right. But still, LeBron was able to get through, carry that god-awful Cleveland team. I could have started for that team. Like, actually, and they would have made it to the And now with LeBron out of the East, we could start a basketball team. Like, if we moved to, like, Boston Mm -hmm. and started a second Boston team, we would be contenders right off the bat. (laughs) (laughs) You're not wrong. I would give, like, I don't know, some former Tommy players, like, five bucks a pop to come play for us and we would be like legitimate contenders to make it to the finals and have the honor of being beaten by either the, the Warriors or, the or no we'd beat the Celtics we'd beat the Celtics two things one 
I want to let you know that I have made one three-pointer in my life. Hey, we got a three-point shooter. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. I like it. That's <laughs> not where I was going for that. <laughs> uh, and two, I'm all in. What are we going to call this team? Yeah, seriously. The Q4 squad, four... I don't know. And, and three, do we have to move to Boston? I really we don't, don't have to move to Boston. We just can't be in Minnesota because Minnesota is technically the West. We could go to... What if we... Well, because... We just need to petition them to change us to the Mideast. Let's okay, <laughs> let's bring a team happen. down to St. Louis, where I'm originally from, and we, we build it in Illinois on the, the east side of St. Louis. So we're technically east of the Mississippi River, so we have more of a case to be in the Eastern Conference. Is that really what separates the conferences? I don't think so. I have but, no idea. <laughs> okay. I have no. I, well, east of something. We we are uh, I mean, so like Minnesota's the, east of like fifty percent of the United but, States. But, but if you look at the Mississippi still River, in the, West. the Mississippi River is kind of like the great divider of right. the country. Anything on the east side of the Mississippi River is considered east, and anything on the west side is considered west. It's a toss-up okay. for Minneapolis okay. and St. Paul okay. because yeah, they're we split. Just build a team in St. Paul, but the, the Wild technically play there. What the crap? So that's what I'm saying. Well, I like, think, it's yeah. still kind of a toss up because they're technically the Minnesota Timberwolves. So the Twin Cities have equal claim, even though they play in St. Paul. We could be it, the St. Paul team. We should we should write a letter, I think, to try to get us to the East because then that guarantees us like three seed in the at playoffs. Least. At least. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Are, are we talking about and our team or about honestly, the Timberwolves? Honestly, in general. Possibly a finals bid. If like all we have to do is move to the East and we're like, we're good enough. Yeah. We're great. We're a great team. Mm-hmm. We'd have to be. Do you like think Jimmy Butler would stay if we made <laughs> the <East>? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> he has to Maybe. shot the finals every damn year now. That's true. That's true. That's very true. Yeah, I I don't understand the whole East and West and Central and all that. There is no deal. Central. No, I'm talking just in sports in general. Yeah. Like you got like in football, we got North, South, East, West. In hockey, there's the now the Central and the West and the East. Well, just what, I don't even what know I don't anymore. Get for, for, like for football, at least I know a little bit more about that. It used to be the the West, the Central, and the East divisions, but now it's North, South, East, and West. So mm-hmm. You got teams like like Dallas playing in the East when they're like smack dab in the middle of the country when you're yeah. looking East West. If anything, they mm. should be in the NFC South. I wonder but. what that means for Minnesota playing in the West, even though we're in the same spot as Dallas. Hmm. Wait, are we still talking about football? <laughs> no. I'm confused. He went back to basketball. <laughs> basketball. Um, but, but anyway, so like at, at this point, it just seems like divisions are arbitrary designations yeah. for teams to play against some other teams on a fairly like semi-regular basis. And I think it's just unfair that we're in the West. Honestly. Yeah. We're a good enough team to be a powerhouse in the East. It does. Maybe <laughs> we piss can... me off that this is how it is, though. Yeah. Everyone Let's... thinks of the West, and it's just over now. Let's... Like, <laughs> unless you're Houston or unless you are Golden State, thanks for playing. You're <laughs> like, not making actually, it to the finals. Any Western team that's, like, not good enough to make it to the finals, like, Timberwolves are, like, making a push. They're trying to sign players, and it doesn't even matter. Not they happen. can get anyone they want. They can get literally anyone. Yeah. And it'd be like, well, that was great, but welcome to the first round of the playoffs. Have fun. Well, I, I feel like that's not so much the conference. Run. That, that's just Minnesota sports in general. Like, we are doomed to not make it past the first round of the playoffs. I think you're going to find something new this year, Noah. I think, and I think, I can't believe the words are coming out of my mouth. I think the spearhead of this Minnesota, the start of the Minnesota sports reign of terror that we're about to unleash on the world 
is the Queens. I think it's the Vikings. I I, I, I can't believe. Yeah. Like yeah, I, yeah, I think are. it's gonna be the Vikings. I've, the Vikings will definitely be the first we have to one. Wait on that. Yeah, the Vikings oh, will definitely be the go. first I'm one. Sorry. To, we have to wait on that. We have, we have one more quarter between. Sorry. Between now I, and I jumped. The... To say that Minnesota will be dominant in sports is a little presumptuous when you've got teams like MN United who are still wildly inconsistent because they're only two years old. When you get right. teams like the Twins, Excuse who you? are going nowhere. Excuse you. We are seven games out. Of first place in the central. And here we and go again us the, on the other to topic. Quarter three. Okay, okay. <laughs> I will get into this right away because yeah. the AL Central is garbage. I'm not going to deny that the AL Central <laughs> is a is complete true. steaming pile of trash. So, so, because it is, our number one team is barely above 500. But think about <laughs> this. If the Twins make a push and finish first in the conference, first in the conference, they get an automatic playoff bid, right? The division. It doesn't Not matter. The division. It, they get an automatic playoff bid. And anything can happen. You've seen October baseball. Anything can happen. Nothing. Anything. No, if, if, we saw a game between the Minnesota Twins and the New York Yankees where both starters gave up six runs in the first and were pulled. So, like I said, most anything, most <laughs> anything can happen. As someone who watched the 2006 World Series with the Cardinals who came back and had a fantastic run in September after abysmal season. They won the World Series. That was cool. But with this twin staff, you're what seven games back, but you're also five games below 500 in a conference. It doesn't with, matter. We're seven games back. You've got first. you've got five teams with 60 wins already. One of them already has 70. So I'm sorry, but this team has showed me nothing to say that even if they make it into the playoffs. If they somehow surpass Cleveland, who is actually getting a lot better moving forward, if they somehow get there, are you seriously telling me that you expect the Twins to beat Boston, who is 71 and 33? We just did. We literally just did. When it comes down to playoff <laughs> baseball though, the Twins have a horrible track record. Are you expecting that you will we will win a series against Boston, against New York, against Houston, against Seattle or against Oakland? First off, Twins don't have a horrible track record in the postseason. They specifically have a horrible track record against the Yankees. The Yankees. They have a pretty good track record in the postseason. We, we have three World Series wins on this team. Two. So, two. Three. In Minnesota as the Twins, two. Okay. Yeah. Senators have one. I count that. And we're, 1924, baby. I'm counting it, two. Three. <laughs> I like it. If you deem a successful postseason as winning the World Series, you have not had a successful postseason since the early 90s. And you have a pretty decent track record, but that doesn't include much of recent history because the Twins have been garbage for it's most true. of recent history. Yeah, but this is our time. <laughs> so and if, if we break it down here, the Twins actually have – a good offense, which is surprising because for the longest yeah, time... Yeah, except now Eduardo Escobar is playing, playing in... Oh, yeah. I uh, saw break, not. Breaking news for all of you. Broke this morning. Uh, Eduardo Escobar traded to the Arizona Diamondbacks for three prospects, which, as you've mentioned before the show, is the right way to do things, but I'm still mad. It's stupid. <laughs> I hate that. Like, just get someone good. Like, and, and that's the thing about the Twins. Like, this year and last year... Uh, I remember last year, I think it was like Dick Bramer said, you know, well, the Twins are sellers, right? Like we've get to the point right before the trade deadline where it's like, okay, well, we're not going to make a run in the playoffs. Let's sell as much as we can to get stuff for next season, right? And right after this happened last year, I think it was Joe Maurer and Brian Dozier that like got everyone together and was like, hey, like we're not sellers, like let's go. And then the Twins won like six of eight or something crazy like that, right? And the Twins... They have the next 30 games, 23 of them are divisional games. And none of them really matter except for like the seven that we play Cleveland. 
and we're seven behind. So is it realistic? Probably not. And I agree. If we get to the playoffs, I think we'll just get smacked in the playoffs. But it's like it's possible. But we the starting pitching is not what it needs to be. It never has been. It it Are it's you getting familiar with the term understatement. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> but like, like playoff like, teams have good starting pitchers, play, and no, we don't teams have bullpen. But no, even play, they play, still have good pitchers yeah. to get to the bullpen. Playoff they don't have teams, people that come in in the third inning. Most of the time, if you look, the good playoff teams have a good balance of everything. And the Twins, they've got a good offense. They are, what, 11th in uh, average runs scored per game. They're right on like 4.5, 4.6, which is – that's pretty good. Last I'm, I checked, they're second overall in batting average. That's the thing. Third overall We're, in they, extra base hits. They're doing really well on offense. But if you look, they still have a minus 11 run differential. When That's an issue. Which means Thank if you, you're having – Lance Lynn. If you're good <laughs> on offense, that means you're doing absolutely terribly. Well, the on problem defense. with the Twins on offense and defense is that again, the same with United, but the Twins obviously have been around for longer, so we can't chalk it up to inexperience, but they're terribly inconsistent. There have been so many games this year, like last night we finished 2 to 1 against Boston. Kyle Gibson pitched a great game. Didn't give up a run until I think the 6th, okay? Mm-hmm. Pitched 120 pitches. Only gave up one run against Boston. Right and on we the scored calendar. two runs. Barely got out of that one. There have been other games where we have literally scored more than 10 runs, but then gave up 15. <laughs> because the offense is good, and our starting pitching is also good, but they're all good at different times. Which, like, is, which, which is not a recipe for success. No, no. our yes. starting pitching is really good, and they're like, we're going to hold them to two runs. Our offense is like, okay, we're only going to score one. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Like, the the twins are in a situation that uh, my my brother and I are huge Cardinals fans, and my brother was explaining to me that the Cardinals are in this situation as well, where we're lacking an all star. You're lacking someone who can really just kind of step up, come up. You know that every single season they're going to bat for right around 300. They're going to hit mm-hmm. 20 to 30 home runs every season on base right around 400. The twins and the Cardinals don't have that. Mm-hmm. We had one. He's uh, he's currently playing third base in the minor well, leagues, and, and and that's the like, so that means you don't have one. Yes, he was supposed to be that guy, and he's not there. We, we had the, two of them. We were supposed to. We were actually we were supposed to have three. We we're supposed to have Urban Santana, Byron Buxton, and Miguel Sano. And we have zero which, of them. All of which are playing in the minors right now. And Didn't if, Irv just come back up, like two and, days ago? The point Sorry, is, we, we don't. The Twins do not have someone who the team can rally behind. If you look at the war stats for the season, Eddie Rosario is actually up there. He's 16th overall in the league with a 4.4 war. He's a a great left fielder. He's a great – but he's not the kind of guy who every single game you know that he's going to give you a chance to win. Mm -hmm. He's not a Mike Trout. He's not going to be up there and, you know, you're down two runs, steps with plays like, okay, we can win this game. Right. He's a good hitter, great fielder. Not the kind of guy to lead a team single-handedly in the playoffs. Also, small sidetrack. I wanted to make it known that Mike Trout is LeBron James of the MLB, and it's a little bit of sort of hmm. poetry that Mike Trout and LeBron James are now playing in the same city. Just want to throw that out there. Continue. Interesting. I've never even heard him called the LeBron of the MLB. He always so. plays for a terrible team, but always gives them a chance to win. He's one of the best players in the league. Okay. And we could have had him, and we took Byron frickin' Buxton instead. <laughs> Buxton could be as good. Oh, 
Uh, yes, I wish he would yeah. be, but yeah, you can't bat quit, 160. Like, and stubbing his toe in the dirt and breaking <laughs> yeah, his foot. So if you look at it, I'm going to go back to the Cardinals parallel here again. Ever since 2010, 2011, it's kind of been a similar story. I mean, granted, the Cardinals kind of rode this, the tail end success that Tony La, uh, Tony La Russa left the team in the late 2000s. So at least through the early 2010s, they made a couple World Series. Mm-hmm. Um, but since 2011, when Pujols signed with the Angels, other than Matt Holiday, Yadier Molina, there really isn't anybody the team can rally behind. Right. And ever since Joe Maurer's fantastic season in 2010, there really hasn't been anybody for the Twins to rally behind mm-hmm. in I that agree. situation. And the closest thing we have to that is the like number one guy on the trading block right now, Brian Dozier, yeah. um, which is tough. And, and that's the thing, too, where Brian Dozier— He's not good enough to be that guy. He's though. not good enough. He's, he's a good player, good ball player. I'd love to have him on my team, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to build a team around him. Right. And when you add the lack of all-star power with a, a team that is good offensively, but as TJ was pointing out, inconsistent, and then one that is just garbage mm-hmm. pitching, I'm sorry, but I uh, there is no way you can convince me that they would have even a remote chance of beating a team like the Astros or like the Yankees or like the Red Sox in That's, the playoffs. They, they need something to get behind. Like the last time I considered the Twins that were good was 2006 – when they had like Johan Santana and Maurer and Maurer and Morneau and Kadire and all those, those guys, were the days, right? Honestly. And you remember the Smellum thing, like the piranhas, like yeah. they would play small ball yeah. and get those runs. Like people were buying Smellum T-shirts. Like that's something cool to get around. Yeah. We have no spark. There's nothing. There's no reason oh, to. Oh come on! But we have. This is how we baseball. Yeah, that's stupid. I don't even know that was the thing. Like <laughs> you, you need means. something to to get around. Why? Why do I not watch all 162 games? Because I, I don't want to. <laughs> like, there's nothing that w- gets me there. There's not uh, Giancarlo Stanton that's going to hit some 500-foot right. yak. Like, I'm not, I don't see that with the Twins. There's nothing, there's no pull for the Twins and as got, a fan. They've got a lot of good pieces in place. They've got some great talent, as, we, as we've mentioned before. The offense is doing pretty well, but they are lacking that all-star. Mm-hmm. One, just to get fans excited, and then two, to get the team excited, to get them believing that they can win every single game they go into. And until they get a player like that, I'm sorry, but it's just I do not see the Twins making any sort of prolonged run into the playoffs. You know who's going to make a prolonged run? Segways. Segway. We've been on point with this the segways. I just good. want to point that out. It's and not bad for a first episode. Pretty good. Also to point out, not planned at all. No. no none of these. No, none of this planned. Actually. None of this was planned, to be honest. Um <laughs> Question four, quarter four, Q4, Minnesota Vikings coming back with Kirk Cousins. I hope you could hear that cool. on the mic. Let's go. So, NFL training camp. We're just going like, to go mm-hmm. broad NFL here. NFL yeah. training camp has started. Mm-hmm. We're back, baby. We're Bad. back. Okay? It's prediction time. It's way too early prediction time is mm-hmm. what this is. There have been no trades. Training camp just started. There's, there's going to be injuries. There's going to be everything. But this is this is the time where everybody can be optimistic about their teams. When you know people in Cleveland can think that the Browns can somehow make the playoffs. Dude, I mean, they've got a lot of young talent, as they'll tell okay. you. Okay, you're um, gonna be really mad about this, but you want to know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can't even bring myself to say it because you are not gonna like it. Is it uh, about the Cowboys? No, it's about the Cleveland Browns. Oh, why do I care about the Browns? Uh, I hope you don't take my hot talk, take here. Some talk around the coaches. 
and the uh, the managers and the front office about signing a particular free agent. Des Bryant. I've I've read oh, those, God. and actually that might be kind of fun to watch. I just I would rather my dream scenario is that Bryant signs with the Vikings because that's going to be. That's not going to happen. It's not going to happen, but that would be his best shot at getting a Super Bowl. But with the Browns, I mean, I'm buying into some of the hype. Do I think You're they'll buying into the Browns hype? Do I think they'll make the, the Super Bowl? Browns. No. Do I the think Browns. they'll even be remotely competitive <laughs> when it comes to the playoffs? No. Remotely but competitive? They're not going to win four games this year. I think they could win four to six, which for that, any other team. You're, you're for, hyping on the train of a team I'm just saying they've four got, and 12. I'm, I'm just saying that they going from an 0-16 season to 4-12 and 12 or 6-10, and 10, They've got a lot of good pieces around them, and they're the Browns. They'll probably mess it up, but I think they can get somewhere. Not right now. I will bet you $20 right now that the Browns win four or more games this season. I would would say Browns are going to win four to five. You ready for for my hot take of the day? Let's do it. The Cleveland Browns are going to make the playoffs this year. Do you know why? Do you know why? Because like Noah alluded to, they're finally starting to do something, right? First of all, I'm a Baker Mayfield enthusiast. I, I think not. I think they will make it in spite of Baker Mayfield. That's fair. But I think people compare him. Now, TJ's typing furiously into his phone, um, as is Noah. I think that Baker Mayfield is different than Johnny Manziel. I think he's a different person. He's similar, but he's also different. I think Jarvis Landry is one of the most underrated wide receivers in the NFL. I think he will bring a lot to the Browns. I think they finally have some and Miles Garrett, right? Mm-hmm. That's his name. Yes. He is a man among boys. I I think the Browns but, make it to the playoffs. No. They're not going to no. win the division, no. No. but no. I think they make in it to the, to the playoffs. The playoffs, they would either have to be division. They're not going to win the division. Champs or division well, champs. Let's, let's, let's or say, they have to grab a wild card. They'll okay. grab a wild card. Wild card. All right. Let's take a run down the list of yeah. teams. So in the N- in the NFC or sorry, in the AFC East, you've got New England who they're definitely going to make. Yes. Buffalo, God, Miami, and the Jets. Honestly, I Buffalo think may, could snag maybe Buffalo wild could. card. Buffalo, they could be one of those sleeper teams. I don't see Miami or New York doing anything. No. no. In the West, you've got uh the Chiefs, the Chargers, uh, the Raiders and the Broncos. Chargers or Chiefs? I'm going to take Chargers. Could be the Raiders too. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. They would be. They're third. not going to be good. They would be third in my book behind the Chiefs and Oakland. That's always an interesting division. Those are always. It is. Th- that's you always never really know fun. What they're going to do. Right. Like, that's a good one. You, that's a good yeah. division. And then Denver, they could either be. Oh gosh. They're, they're uh, be Case garbage, Keenum. They'll be fantastic. They'll our, bring them to the Super Bowl. Boy. Yeah. <laughs> no. But but either way, so we got New England and whoever wins the AFC West yep. in the playoffs so far. In the North, you've got Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Cincinnati, and then Cleveland. Pittsburgh is going to be good. As much yes. as I hate yep. to say it, they're going to be good. They're going to win gonna that division. Very good. Other than that, Baltimore, kind of a dumpster fire right they now. Suck. Cincinnati, they suck. as long as they've got Andy Dalton at the helm, they're going to they be won't a perennial 8-8 eight eight team. Yep. I don't see them getting much more than and that. And here's where we get to the problem. The AFC South. In the South. Because the South, you've got the Texans with Deshaun Watson coming back. I'm going to – you start with the South and you 
don't list the Jaguars first? No, no, no. I'm, go, I'm just going. I'm just I, I, listing off. I'm teams. just saying. You, you, Jaguars will be winning the division. I have them as my Super Bowl team in the AFC. And you disrespect them by not listing wow. them first in the South. I was just excited about the Sean Watson. I always get excited. <laughs> yeah, he's sick. I'm he's an athlete. So, he's I'm fun so to watch. I'm excited to watch I'm him just, play this season. I'm just pissed off that he led with the wrong Texas team. <laughs> okay. Jaguars. Okay. Will be winning mm. that division. Okay. Houston. We'll be winning the wild card. Okay. Okay. So you've got that. Titans could make a push. I'm just saying, so for that second wild Colts card. Colts could make a push as well. I'm just saying, for that second wild card spot, we're looking at Tennessee, but, Indianapolis, uh, Oakland, maybe the Chargers, Buffalo, and the Browns. Are you claiming that Cleveland is better than Buffalo? I'm not saying that they are better. I'm saying Buffalo, yes. who made the playoffs this year. I'm not saying that they are better. I'm saying they have a decent shot against any of those teams. They it is I unlikely. They will not be making the wild card. It's it is unlikely. But I think it could happen. Against last year's teams, maybe not. But, like, who knows that's how a, that's the Bills the are going to do this we year. We are in the preseason. Right. Not even the preseason. We are in training camp. This is the place for eternal optimism. I am going to be a Browns believer this year. Browns. Their schedule goes. I will, I will list them off. Win-loss. My prediction right. for this season. Okay. Let's Here, we'll, do it together. Let's we'll do, do it together. together. Yes. Browns Steelers. Week loss. one. Loss. Browns Saints. Loss. 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 Did you just question that? Okay, keep I, going. I, hey, no, keep going. Keep going. They're owned. Browns Jets. It down right now. That's a win. Well, let's Easy win. A win. Easy Browns win. Raiders. Baker Mayfield, 500 Let's yards. mark that as a win. What let's was give them the benefit of the doubt. You just said the Raiders might win the AFC West. Dude, and now you're anyone could lose. win the AFC West. Okay, yeah. Okay, marking that as a win. We can, we can make a football team and, and we, we can, can win the <laughs> AFC West. Okay, they're Browns, two and two. Ravens. Win, absolutely. Let's mark that as a win. Ravens Chargers. That's a loss. If we gave the win to... Against Oakland, we should probably give them the loss. They lose. Right. They lose to the Chargers every okay, time. Three Browns, three. Bucks, win. That's a loss. Jameis Winston. Uh, Jameis Winston is not playing. Is that could that could be a win? Exploding that football. Let's give team. them the benefit of the doubt. Let's make that a win. Then Browns Steelers, another loss. That's another loss. So at a the midpoint game, of the season, we're at four and four. Four and four. Yes. Then we get to the hard part. Browns Chiefs. That could be that's a, a loss. Loss. Browns Falcons. That's a loss. loss. Browns Bengals. That's an easy win. Browns Texans. That's a Probable that's a, loss. That's yeah. a loss. That's a probable loss. Browns Panthers. That's a loss. I hate the Panthers. Yeah, but that's a loss. Okay. <laughs> so now we're on five Broncos. and eight. That's that a could, win. That could be a win. That's a win. Browns Do, Bengals. That's that another win. win. Browns Ravens. That that's win. another win. Okay. Three game dub streak. At, eight and eight. At best. Eight and eight. That's be a wild card team. That is not a wild card team. That's a wild card team. I'm not saying that they are guaranteed to make the playoffs, but an 8-8 eight eight team I think they has will. a remote chance, a much better chance than the Cleveland Browns now, of last year. Okay, that's 8-8 eight and eight just off of wild speculation, but you have to remember <laughs> one thing and one thing specifically. Baker They Mayfield. are the Browns. That's true. And the Browns historically have always found a way to mess this up. They're like Minnesota, but worse. <laughs> they had Jim Brown. At that one point in the 60s. <laughs> it's like someone took the Vikings and removed all the talent. They left the luck and a garbage team. I don't, they, the Browns have some pretty decent talent. I, I think they biffed on the draft. They definitely should not have taken Baker Mayfield one. I think they should have done uh, Saquon Barkley. And then uh, who is the, the Chubb? Brad the Chubb, who went to the Broncos. Mm-hmm. You take him. You pair that guy with Von Miller. Holy crap. That would be scary. But, I mean, they still have some really good talent. Wait, did the Browns have Von Miller? No. 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 He went with Von Miller at Oh, okay. 
I thought yeah, right? I was going to That's some more breaking news this that y'all didn't hear. <laughs> <laughs> this is important news. This That's why they're making the playoffs. Von <laughs> <laughs> Miller. Yeah. But no, the, the Browns have some good young talent, and I mm-hmm. think that this is probably a, a year for them to not go 0-16. I'm not saying that they're definitely going to make the playoffs. No. I'm not saying that they even have a great chance at making the playoffs. I'm saying that there is a chance. And in Cleveland, that is something to celebrate. Right, and that's, that's literally a win to have there be a chance that they're not 0-16. That's a win. And you yourself said you could see them doing 4-5, to five. and in that exercise we did there, eight just based maybe. on wild speculation, 8-8. Eight and eight. Anything can happen in this league. That's true. And I think some of those, like, there's no way they beat the Steelers. I think the Steelers are my pick in the AFC yeah. to go to the Super Bowl. But I, I don't think there's any chance they beat them. But the rest of that division is garbage. They it's are true. terrible. And it's, but it, so are the Browns. It's like with the That's Twins, true. where even if they do something with it, it's not going to mean much because they're going to get bounced in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah. The, yes. if, the, if the Browns yes. make it, that is a guaranteed win for whoever plays them. Yeah, because cause it will be like <laughs> the, it'll be it, the Chargers or the Jaguars or whatever. Yeah. Well, see, if they sneak in at the sixth seed, that's that means they're going to play the third seed, a division right. winner. Yes. Yeah, so and so if, away, if, if we go back through too. the divisions – so let's see. New England, would it be safe to give them the one seed yep. in the AFC? They'd be playing the, I'd say they'd be playing the Jags. Uh, Jags probably. might. I, I think the Jags might get the two. Two? Okay, the Jags or Steelers, Jags probably. So they're either playing the Steelers uh, or. Well, because so if we give the Jags the, the two seed, mm-hmm. New England won. Those guys are out. They got the yep. first round by. So you're either facing uh, Pittsburgh or the winner of the West. So either, from what we've been saying. Are we seeing a Browns rule push here? Yes. They're just going to ride success against the West <laughs> to the entire yeah. way through. No, I I like and I think they'll have a better season. I think it'll be fun to watch because there's yeah. actually some like reason to they watch. Actually now. have a chance to win games. Yes. I don't like the playoffs would be awesome and hilarious, but I I think they have a chance. I don't think they'll make it, no. but I don't think it really matters cuz I think the Steelers or the Jaguars are going to Yep. Stomp everyone. Right. I don't. And think if we can lose. talk about uh, moving on from AFC hopes NFC? to NFC hopes. Oh uh, yeah, I'm all. I'm all about that NFC. I think I was talking. I forget who I was talking to a while ago, but we were talking about picks for the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And this that was, was that was me. This was we, we were talking about that. <laughs> oh, we were. Okay. Yes. This was this was right after <laughs> the season. So before any of the major free agent yep. signings, and I was saying that until someone comes along to prove me otherwise. The Eagles were my favorite for the Super Bowl. That's I, a I, Dallas Cowboy fan. I, I say I, 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 I was about to say I say favorite lightly because I absolutely hate the Eagles. Mm-hmm. But we are five months past that conversation now, and someone has definitely come along and changed my mind. And his name, I've Kirk Cousins. Hey. I'm blanking on it. <laughs> his name. I don't drum roll. <laughs> I was thinking Case Keenum. I really wanted it to be Case Keenum, but uh, but no, Kirk Cousins. I think could be the guy who separates last year's Vikings team from this year's Vikings team, where he has probably a slightly higher floor than what Case Keenum did last season, but has a much higher ceiling where you look every every single game that Kirk Cousins plays, he's going to make one or two boneheaded decisions. That's what he's done for the past three years in Washington. But He's also that guy who can win a game for you, who can make the one or two throws on that last two-minute drill that Case Keenum just couldn't. Keenum was a great guy 
great quarterback who didn't. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say great quarterback. Last season he was. Decent he, quarterback. Last he was, season he was good. He, he was, was great last season. He was a great quarterback when it came to not screwing stuff up. Correct. He was a very Vikings quarterback. But he couldn't get anything yes. extra done. He couldn't be yes. the reason that the Vikings would go on to win a game. That you'd have to leave. He was the reason they didn't lose. Yeah, you'd have to leave that for the defense. And that's exactly what Minnesota needed. Mm-hmm. Just get on the field, get a couple points, get out of the way of the defense. The defense will carry you. And this defense can carry this team again. Mm-hmm. Didn't lose anybody. And you add a couple really good pieces at second defensive tackle and nickel corner. This defense, as surprising as it sounds, got even scarier. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, if you look, the two premier defenses in the NFC and the two premier defenses in the league are Philadelphia and Minnesota. And depending on who you ask, people would say that Philadelphia was better last year just from the depth that they had. They were. They were better. Their strength comes from their defensive line, Mm -hmm. where they have a solid eight or nine guys who they can throw in and really just kind of throw off any team. They have a whole bunch of different looks. The Vikings now, though, with Sheldon Richardson at uh, defensive tackle, too, and who is the corner we got in the draft? Mike Hughes. Mike Hughes? Mike Hughes. I mean, if you look, there really weren't any weak spots on the defense, but I think the weakest spots that you had were nickel corner, defensive tackle two, and strong safety. We still have Mr. Sandejo, so that's not going away. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Sandejo, I, I think free safety is now the weakest link. But Sandejo's <laughs> no, not free safety. Strong safety. Strong safety. Excuse me. Yeah. Uh, free safety is a- yeah, he is probably the best strong uh, best free safety in the safety league. Safety in the yeah. league, yeah, I would say. Um, but with that, strong safety is now the the weak link, and Sandejo is a pretty dang good football player. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's going to make a couple boneheaded decisions, a couple boneheaded plays, but he's still a solid strong safety. He's and getting it, better. And if, if if that is your weak link on the defense, that's good. That is a super scary defense. Now the problem with this, like I'm I'm all aboard the Vikings hype train. I. We're going to go through the schedule in a moment here, and we're going to do our, mm-hmm. our season prediction for them. But the Eagles still really scare me because they're in the same scenario the Vikes are in that they haven't gotten any weaker. Virtually nothing about these two teams has changed since last season, except for the quarterback for the Vikings. And that, that's a and huge Carson exception. Carson Wentz is back that, for Philly. That's a huge exception to make because I believe Kirk Cousins is a much larger upgrade at quarterback than uh, uh, Carson Wentz over Nick Foles. If you look what Foles did in the playoffs, there, where else would you see Wentz making a better play? In the Falcons game, sure. I can see that you know you don't narrowly get out of that one. You win by a much larger margin. But in those last games against the Patriots and against the Vikings, where do you have room to improve there? I mean, yeah, Wentz is going to make a couple more flashy plays. He's going to make a few more throws that Foles couldn't. But at the level that Foles... And that, that's not taking any... I'm not trying to degrade Carson Wentz here. I think he is a great quarterback. One, probably top five quarterback when he's healthy. But just at the level that Nick Foles was playing, that system was designed for him, and he executed it perfectly. So I just don't see the quarterback play improving as much as the Vikings quarterback play improving. But the problem with that, the, the part that scares me about that is that quarterback play for the Eagles might not be proving that much. But they shredded us. They, the, like, 38-7 to 7 is being pounded in my brain every day by Eagles fans <laughs> on the internet but who reply to every look, article that the Vikings post. They're like, 38-7. Ah, uh, yes, the Vikings are 
a thing. 38-7. Look, so. look at those first couple drives of the NFC Championship game. You get the Eagles' offense to go three and out. Mm-hmm. You then march down the field, score a touchdown. You then get the Eagles to go three and out again. We had a good thing going there. And then Case Keenum had the ball tipped, and it was picked off for a pick six. And Keenum was the kind of guy who can't pull you back from that sort of mistake. He's the kind of guy who can't lead you back from a game-breaking, costly interception like that. I believe that Kirk Cousins is that guy and will rebound better than Case Keenum did. I sure hope so. I sure hope so, too, because yeah. we spent a lot of freaking money on <laughs> we that. We spent a lot of money, and we will keep spending a lot of money. But I, right. I like him. I, I've been a fan of him when he was at Washington, and now he has two of the top 15, 20 wide receivers in the league with uh, Diggs and Thielen. So, mm-hmm. And I really like Kyle Rudolph, too. I also like Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook is Dalvin, that, yeah. that's, Cook is that's something that is forgotten like, about. Overlooking Dalvin Cook for some reason. But like the fact that he's going to be back, he was leading the league in rushing yeah. through his first weeks mm-hmm. before that injury. And like with an ACL injury, you never know if they're going to come back as strong, but he's going to come back and at least be good, which is exciting to me yeah. because it's, like Latavia, the, the Tay train was fine yeah. and Jarek McKinnon was fine, but like we have a running back that is now like like really yeah. good. I think the the echelon of our the ranking of running backs in the league. You got Le'Veon Bell, um, Todd Gurley, and Ezekiel Elliott as your top three backs. I mean, those are the guys who their offenses are built around them. Particularly, even you know, like with Le'Veon Bell having a guy like Antonio Brown on your offense. I think. Le'Veon Bell is as crucial, if not more crucial, to the Steelers' success as Antonio He's Brown. Still not on the team. True, but I'm just saying he will be. It, yeah, it, we've done it, this before. I, I'm just saying that those are the three running backs who you can yeah. build a team yeah. around right now. Yes. Dalvin Cook isn't quite at that level, but he's definitely a top ten running back. And depending on what he shows, he could be a top five running back this year. It's true. And to add that, with now Kirk Cousins throwing the ball to Stephon Diggs. Adam Thielen, Kyle Rudolph, behind a solid offensive line that doesn't stand out on paper, but last season proved that they can play pretty efficiently and effectively, you've got a really scary team. One who can go toe-to-toe with the Eagles and one who might be able to take down that defense. And after we've gone through what the team looks like, let's go through the schedule. 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 All right. Week one. September before 9th. we do that, can we, anytime we say schedule, can we say it's schedule? Like schedule. schedule. Let's schedule. look at the schedule. Let's schedule. look at the schedule. <laughs> Week one, September 9th. Win. Noon. Win? Yes, against the 49ers, yeah. right? Oh, that's a win. Win. Jimmy Garoppolo's got other things on his mind. Hey, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm glad, I'm glad you guys saw that, that report as well. <laughs> That's a win. We're gonna, that's, that's, a, a win. that's a win. At Us Bank, right? That's home. Oh, yeah. that, that's, a win. that's home. That's a win. Uh, Vikings at Packers. Ooh. That one's a toss-up. That's a win. That's a win? That's a win. In Lambeau, week yep. two? Uh, that's a win. Because the Vikings are on a different level than the Packers are. I personally think. Yeah, but Rodgers. Yeah, I still. I think that game different is level. contingent upon how well the Vikings offense is performing early in the season. And if the they're defense, I mean, the defense versus Rodgers battle will decide it. I mean, that, that's just going to be a huge battle. But that Packers defense is nowhere near as good as the no, Vikings. it's true. And if Cousins can go to town on them, and if we have Dalvin Cook doing what Dalvin Cook do, 
I can see that as a win. All right. So 2-0. 2-0. Vikings Bills. That's a oh my God. <laughs> that's that's not even. It's a good thing the Vikings don't play the Browns. Vikings Rams. Ooh, that's a tough in one. In LA. I'm gonna mark go, that one as a loss. Let's give them give yep. a loss on that one. I'm Three say, and one I'm after say four. Out. Vikings at Eagles right Ooh, afterwards. Nice. I, think I don't know that. Uh, I'm gonna say that, that feels loss. like an L to me. That feels that, that's like gonna an L. be not. Well, I mean, you're it's going in Philadelphia. Yeah, the, like you're going from LA to Philly. The, the like top, that's, the that's top three teams in the NFC are the Vikings, the Eagles, the Rams. Playing both of them. Playing both of the other two top three teams on the road after. If, if we give the, them a loss against the Eagles, yep. you're beat down, and then you got to go into LA. No, it's LA first, and then Eagles. Oh, but still, like it's still, either still, way, I think those are yeah, going to be two losses. That's two L's. Okay, Vikings cards. That's a win. win. Yep, Vikings Jets. That's a win. Oh my God. Saints at US Bank. That's a win. That's a win. Uh, Lions at US Bank. That's, That's a, a win. Domination. I'm gonna chop that up. No, no, not yet. Seven and two. Vikings at Soldier Field. If we don't win that game, um, you think the Bears are gonna win? You, you know our history at Soldier Field. Let me, let me. Eight and two. You. I'm well, not even batting an eye. Good. That, not even that, batting an eye. That depends on how well Mitch Trubisky is playing as well. <laughs> Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> I still laugh every time I think of him. Yeah. That poor man. So are, are we marking that up as a winner or as a loss? A win. 100%. Okay. Okay. All right, we'll We're now losing okay. to the effing Bears. Okay. <laughs> it's eight and two. Okay. Uh, Packers at bank. That's a win. That's a win. At the bank. You say we're going we're gonna to sweep the season with the pack. Oh, yes. Definitely. We're going 6-0 in the NFC North. <laughs> Vikings at Foxborough. Ooh, ooh. Really? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to mark that as a loss. Yeah. So I we're at nine, nine, and nine, and nine and three, and then Vikings in Seattle, win. That's a win. With the, Seattle is Seattle's not the same team now. that it was two years it's completely ago. Completely different. Dolphins team. In, at the bank. That's a win. win. Then Vikings at Ford Field, in Detroit. That's a win. All right. Wait, I have. 12 I've got twelve and three. That doesn't. Add that's up. all that showed up on the schedule. Well, the schedule lies. Well, it. If we mark it up, that's going to be another thirteen and three season. Like thirteen and three say, or twelve yeah. and four—that yeah. sounds about right. I yeah. do. I do apologize, but I have to go. We yeah. Have, well, that, we that's have the end of the show. We have a baseball game to win, so I'm going to run out of hey, here. You do that. That's the end of our show. That's all the content we had. Yeah. Bye. For all of us here at the Q4 Podcast, Anthony, Noah, and TJ. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Well, I mean, we won't actually see you next no, time, but we'll speak to you next time. You'll hear us next. You'll time. You'll hear us next time on the Q4 Podcast. Hey, there we go. That's it. Yeah. No, that's great. We were we were finished. Let's talk soon.